Hello and welcome to episode 199 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page, one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of 2021's release of Justice League, The Snyder Cut, streaming on HBO Max. This is your spoiler alert for Justice League, The Snyder Cut, and the original release in 2017. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there, man. Episode 199. What an event episode. It is, it is. And we also are joined by Joe. So 200 will be Josh Whedon's director cut, <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> Josh Whedon's response. <laughs> so. Everyone falls on Wonder Woman's breasts. I don't care that it was cut out. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So we're we're off to a we're off to a rousing start. Um, let's uh, let's do general thoughts on the four-hour Snyder cut, um, Joe. What uh, what are your thoughts on on this new extended version of Justice League? Should I come out swinging? Yes. Should I come out swinging? Um, and honestly, maybe this was this is even this might be for the first one too. But it's just something that rained on me is I think we both like our or whatever you want to call it. I, you know, I don't like the word geek culture, but we like our fantasy and our superheroes and everything else. And we live in a world of make believe items lightsabers and infinity infinity stones everything else the mother box is the worst name ever any (laughs) inanimate (laughs) magical powered item well we we, are you gonna you gonna go take a giant dump on jack kirby's grave after this i know and i I I was google it 1971 and jack kirby god bless him but come on, is that not the worst? This is name? the man that came up with Granny Goodness. You can't <laughs> diss this guy's naming abilities. I mean, every time he's talked about it, Steppenwolf, I'm like, how they couldn't have come up with something else in, in as far as this this all powerful sort of computer regeneration box. I mean, that's a, that's a better name. Said, that's every a time name, they actually. said Steppenwolf, I just I just started I just started singing like I like to dream. Yeah, <laughs> born to be wild. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, long, I thought it was okay. Honestly, I might have thought it was better than the, than the original if I, if I had a, only because, but again, I think you can see how he threw, he threw together how uh, Mr. Whedon threw together that one from the parts of this. Um, some great scenes. I thought that were well done. I, I, again, and you, you know, no, you know more about cinematography than I do, but just the dark, the dark feel of the Snyder movies, however it's shot, I, it just doesn't, doesn't seem to translate for for, the, for these type of movies. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, uh, the visuals of it, I liked more in this film than I did in the Snyder, than, than in the theatrical cut. And I don't really like calling it the Whedon cut because it is still like, it is still credited to Zack Snyder, the theatrical cut. So I okay. think that's a more accurate description. And Joss Whedon didn't direct, like in the end, like what we see of the theatrical cut is mostly what Zack Snyder shot too. So, um, and we will talk about the differences there, obviously. But I think one thing that's, I like the look of this film better than the, the theatrical cut because the theatrical cut seemed to try to, like it wasn't shot to be color graded the way that it was in the theatrical version. So you have these very flat 
looking imagery, this flat looking imagery in Justice League, the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like with the 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 Zack Snyder's Justice League, there's more dimension to the shadows and things like that. But I agree with you. I still would rather see a well done, colorful version of these characters. I would rather have, I, and I like black suit Superman, not, and we'll, we'll talk about that, but like, I would rather see like the Flash and Wonder Woman be like full saturated, you know, their their comic book counterparts live action than a uh, a grayscale version of them mm-hmm. um, that we get in this film. Uh, but I do think that this movie has a little more of a visual coherence than the than the, the theatrical cut does, um, just because it just seems like uh, things are staged better and have like a better like feel to like how they're staged and. Um, there isn't that like tonal dissonance in like the the dialogue, but also in the visuals. Like one of the things in the theatrical cut that I kind of hate is the opening scene with Batman on the rooftops with um, uh, the like the burglar with like the sack over his shoulder and stuff like that. And how that's framed is all very lazy, and you can tell it's reshot from like actual like what Zack Snyder did. And it doesn't fit with the Zack Snyder stuff, which is all very deliberately framed and it's like composed nicely and stuff like that. So it's like they flattened everything in the theatrical versions that it all sort of fit well together, but it just didn't have that flair that this one had. And that, that's my long-winded sort of thoughts on that. Um, but what did you think, Matt? Um, I thought it was better um, because I, I felt like the 2017 was pretty unremarkable and just flawed. So I feel like the, the flushing out and the backstories um, made it better. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it's the, the movie is great, but I think that it's better. Yeah. Um, and I, I just sort of enjoyed the, the things that we saw. And it was a, it was an interesting experience to sort of watch something and I think I only watched Justice League once to try to remember uh, like what was different here and there. And then I had to go back and sort of read the, the things that were changed. But I, I have a question for Joe. Joe doesn't like mother boxes, but Joe, do you like boom tubes when they, when they travel through the boom tubes? <laughs> I'm going pa- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that one. You're going to pass on that. Okay. Um, you know, I, it's funny too. It, it really wasn't that different, I guess, in my opinion. Just, there's just more, right? I, 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 I guess there were some scenes, right? I guess I remember two lines from the first movie. Come, you got to remember this. For some reason, I liked the scene when in the first, it was, actually, it was a callback to Batman v Superman that I guess, I guess we, maybe we didn't reshot it or Snyder cut it when Superman wakes up from his from death. And he grabs Superman. He says, "Do you even bleed?" Like you remember, yeah. he says that he says that line, and was and I think he that was in uh, what is called the original um, Justice League, and I don't know if that was not the Snyder didn't was that reshot by by uh, yeah, that was a mustache shot. I remember that. That was a definitely. mustache shot. Okay, I was, I was gonna answer yeah. that, which I actually thought yeah. that was actually I thought that was a pretty uh, a great uh, a great line. Um, well, you're wrong. You're okay. wrong. I'm done. No, 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 I, I actually no. I agree with you though. I like that callback, and I did miss it in this. I did miss it in this cut. I actually was kind of looking forward to it, and it, that it wasn't in this one. I was kind of like, oh, but I, I, uh, 
I think that's sort of the big difference in this film is the mustache is like that's I think that when I watched it in when I watched Justice League in theaters I was like really trying not to be bothered by the face morphing of Henry Cavill and um, I just couldn't get past it like it just wrecked everything it was so distracting and I hate that that's something that okay that's that's a big difference of how both of these movies begin so 2017's Justice League it begins with a phone video of 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 Superman and you get a right at the beginning of that stupid movie you get a shot of the awful CGI covering up Henry Cavill's mustache and in this one and it's also shot on a phone which is just like why do you start my Justice League movie off with that and then you <laughs> this one you started off with the most grim dark emo shit in the world with superman dying like and like screaming out in pain and the whole world hearing it but it's mustacheless henry cavill at least you know and it's like you know it's so over the top and grim and dark and moody and dramatic that it's like it at least adds some stake to it um but it also just sets the tone for this like Zack snyder unchained and it's it's just like it's it's just as brooding as he can possibly be the whole movie long, and it starts right at the beginning. Whereas again, like Justice League twenty seventeen, shows you that this is going to be a mess right from the beginning, like with its choices. And, um, so I thought that was interesting to think about that. But yeah, so they also change out the after sort of the the opening sequence and with the credits with the Batman or not with, with Superman screaming out the, the, the way this one starts is different as well, because the, the 2017 is sort of Batman battling parademons and getting sort of the, you know, the low level street villain and, and yelling at him. But this one is sort of Bruce Wayne walking through like all of the, the, the winter mountains to sort of go and talk to Aquaman. So there's there's a change there as well as the way they, they start, okay, right? Now you say that now. Okay. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. And I I like that intro to Aquaman. I think it was great to sort of, but again, it's like, it's just like every character in this movie is so Zack Snyder to a T where it's all one note. Everybody's angry. Everybody is sad. Like, it's just like, and like starting out with Aquaman, it's like, what are the defining traits of Aquaman? He's angry and he's sad, that kind of thing. And it's like Batman, angry, sad, that kind of thing. And it's like from there on out, I texted my brother at one point. I was like, uh, I was like, uh, I'm watching the Snyder cut. And he's like, oh, have you gotten to the Marilyn Manson Joker yet? And I'm like, no, sad Wonder Woman just showed up. You know, <laughs> like that's like, it's, that's just how the characters are in this. Like they're introduced a little cooler, but it's just like, it's so moody. And every character is introduced the same way where it's just like, they're just sad and angry, that kind of thing. And, um, and again, like, but at the same time, it's kind of cool to see like Snyder being like, but that's just how I do. Like, you know, that's just, that's just how Zack Snyder does. And uh, I don't know, you love it or you hate it. Right. Like Matt and I have said, it's like, you're in for the train wreck that is Zack Snyder and he'll make that train wreck look great in slow motion, you know? And uh so after Bruce and uh, Arthur have their sort of discussion, um, Arthur's not having any of it because he's 
sad and or he's not sad he's he's angry and 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 upset he goes into the water and swims away and the, one of the changes is we get is that that girl sniffing his sweater and then singing the the, the song for a while what did you yeah. think about what did you think about that like uh that was weird right yes it was it came out of nowhere um maybe there's uh a martha-esque explanation for that scene um from Zack snyder somewhere um but yeah what you think joe you know it's funny i you know now that you say that you know, suddenly gets lost in a four hour and in a four hour, <laughs> yeah was, i forgot that was about it because that was a, brought it up. <laughs> I brought it up um that was that was curly and i thought we were i thought we were going to talk about when you talked about uh how these characters have no range and i I thought about Willem Dafoe's character um, as, yeah. the, as the uh, He's trying so hard. I mean, talk about, a, 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 you know, someone who has range. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you could take range out of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, all he does is plead. He's just like, please, <laughs> like, please don't be um, angry. Be <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, yeah. You know, it's silly. Silly to say. I, I, I actually, I, I mean, the, you know, I'm no command say the, Aquaman in general is a kind of a silly character, um, and I think it's a, it's it's kind of hard to modernize him. And I like Jason Momoa, and I actually, I will say this, I do think for the most part, the the Justice League is well cast mm-hmm. in, in both movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, yeah. I I do. I, I think they're well cast. I think um, they do a. Um, do a good job, um, but Aquaman is just—he's silly. I mean, it's hard. That's and so I'm glad we brought that up because I think uh, that's something that you got to give credit to Zack Snyder about is because he had a say in who played who, you know, and uh, the fact that every actor who plays a superhero is super charismatic in their roles in their respective films. Like I think that like I, I love I love the Aquaman movie and I think Jason Momoa carries that film phenomenally well, and uh, then of course like Gal Gadot who we all were like is she gonna be good in this role like you know carried her film well, and um, I would say maybe the character that has the closest thing to some like on screen charisma and this is like Ezra Miller as the Flash it's like good choice there and um, I even say like uh, um, I cannot. Remember the actor's name who plays Cyborg? Um, Ray, I know his name. Ray, Ray, Ray Fisher. Ray. Yeah. Ray Fisher. Yeah. Ray Fisher is really great uh, as Cyborg. And of course, Henry Cavill and, and Ben Affleck. Like Zack Snyder knows how to put a cast together. Like they're all great. And then also, he he has one up on um, on Marvel for like, you know, multi ethnic cast too. You know, like you, the only, the only two white straight white people in the cast of justice league are, are, are Batman and Superman. You know, that's pretty great to have a, uh, you know, to, to have Jason Momoa half, half Maori, half, um, I think he's like half Swedish. And um, of course, Gal Gadot is Israeli and Ezra Miller is Jewish and, um, and uh, Ray Fisher is black. Like that's, that's pretty great to have such a diverse cast in your first like team ensemble film to have that much diversity is pretty great on screen. Um, so I really like that part about it. And I think 
when you get the characters to be a little more fleshed out and actual characters, it's kind of nice to see them be diverse and then a little more fleshed out in this cut. So, you know, uh, you know, I agree with everything you said, but it comes to the acting. Um, Matt said that Amber Heard really crapped the bed as, as Mera. Oh yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's like, it's like, also oh, who said that, like, it's like who said having a British accent was a good idea. It was like, it was like, Willem Dafoe didn't even put on a British accent and he can do one. So it's like, who said that that was a good idea? That kind of thing. It was just like, that's a choice when that showed up. Oh boy. Yeah. The, the one thing that like frustrates me with, with, with Wonder Woman and, and I know this is like a key sort of, plot point but does she have to constantly pine over steve trevor like every time she sees an airplane or she sees something cool and she's like i knew a guy who would love this like this <laughs> like we understand that like steve is not here but you don't have to talk it. about steve like well every... you watched she Wonder 84 i have oh so you I, it can always be worse than right <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. Well, as noah said she said she said. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. said. She, she is sad. Yeah. But I liked um so the the change in the intro to Wonder Woman is that there's more slow motion, which I liked. I like that's about this film is the like again, it's sort of Snyder Unchained, which means a lot of slow motion, but you get these cool comic book moments where they all strike really iconic poses. Mm -hmm. And that Wonder Woman scene is sort of what made me realize that where I was like, oh cool. Like they're really like again, the slow motion, love it or hate it is very Zack Snyder but it's also sort of what makes him suitable for comic book movies is that he can like recreate the iconicism of like a silhouette of a character. And in that scene where she's thwarting the terrorists, like there's a lot of cool moments like that. Um, yeah. which I, liked. I mean, the Superman comes to life scene is a great scene. Yeah. I, agree. I mean, it's well done. It's well shot. Um, mm -hmm. Best part in this movie and in the theatrical cut, I think, is when sure. Superman comes to life. Um, yeah. Just the the exchange with um, headbutt exchange with Wonder Woman. Yes, when he headbutts yeah. her, I, I just thought it was it, it was well done. And I to give yeah. credit to you know, and I guess Marvel has that with Captain Marvel to a point coming around, but kind of that concept of like love it or hate it that Superman is so much more powerful. Oh yeah than everyone and stuff, which kind of really kind of makes an imbalance when it comes to that, something like that for future movies and everything else. Um, I have a, I, I have a controversial statement that I think you guys will maybe disagree with me or agree with me, but I think even based off of this film, I think Snyder of all the superheroes, he understands Superman the best, you know, uh, that's sort of my take on things. And that like, again, love or hate man of steel like i think he still understands who superman is you know and sort of what he needs to be and i think in justice league that sort of is also kind of clear where it's like you know he needs to be overpowered he needs to have this like sense of hope around him and stuff like that um always and uh that that's what do you guys think about like superman's portrayal in the snyder verse uh so i have a major issue in batman v superman with his portrayal of superman when he yeah. when he flies to the when he flies to luther's headquarters and luther's like i have your mom down like six flights down from here 
um, I'll give her back to you if you fly across the bay to Gotham and kill Batman. And so Superman's choice is, yeah, I'm going to fly across the bay and I'm going to kill Batman. Not that I'm going to land on the top of this building, kick the shit out of you, go down six (laughs) flights of stairs and save my mom. Like, that's not what Superman would do. That's a good point. Because, like, even at the beginning, that's what he did to save Lois. Like, don't start your movie off where he does that. Like, he doesn't, like, you know, a guy has a gun to Lois's head and he's like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, bam, like, destroys the guy. That kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, you're right. But that's Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Um, But Justice League, (laughs) what do you guys think of the black suit Superman, I guess? Uh, The black suit. What do you guys think? It's dark. It's dark. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know the history behind that, to be honest with you. So I, I you know, that, that's, that's supposed to be like a resurrected Superman type. Thing. I don't know what the, what the lineage is from DC comics. Um, I think it's called like the solar suit, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think so. so. Yeah. Like it's like, it's the suit. Cause in, in, the return of Superman, um, he puts on the black suit because he doesn't have his powers back right at okay. first when he comes to life. So the black suit like draws the sun oh. to it. I don't think that's, I think they, they kind of allude to that in this one when he like flies up into space and like holds out his like Jesus Christ pose mm-hmm. in the sun. Right. Um, and, uh, but it's very metal. That's sort of my opinion of it. That kind of thing. Like that's sort of, also a big thing with this film and like Steppenwolf is that like Superman's black suit, Steppenwolf's design, Darkseid's design, like a lot of the, like the R-rated action, it just feels like, it just feels like speed metal superheroes, that kind of thing. And I think that's sort of what black suit Superman sort of represents to me. But what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean... I think if you think about your point earlier that like they've even sort of made like the flash, he's more drab, you know, he's not bright red. Wonder Woman's not bright red and blue, uh, you know, red and blue. And even like Batman doesn't have like the ridiculous yellow bat emblem on his chest and a, you know, a bright yellow utility belt. So like, you know, we've already muted and darkened all of those other characters. So like to sort of have that go along makes a little bit of sense. So I, I was okay with it. Yeah. I mean if we're going for if we're going for everybody sad and depressed, you know, might as well wear some some goth sort of uh Superman gear. Yeah, he just needed more eyeshadow. That's all I wanted. And uh I wanted him to pull his hair over his eyes like toby Maguire and spider-man 3 <laughs> and then i would have been happier yeah. uh before we leave the sort of the 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 resurrection of superman um why are why are the flash cyborg aquaman and wonder woman digging him up with like a shovel and like an old sort of like Avis van, like they can't get some Wayne tech to like come out here and just like do this in like two and a half seconds. Like they have, they have like shovels and like Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman who just have they, they had the most strength are just sort of like you two go, go dig them up. We, and like, they need to get this done quickly, but there's no urgency. Yeah. There's no urgency there at all. Yes, exactly. So that was the dumb, that was dumb in the theatrical version. I was like, okay, that has to be a reshot scene where it's like, this is dumb. 
yet you do not have time. You need to bring Superman back now. So yeah, dig him up fast and get him get him alive. And then being like, no, it just doesn't feel honorable to him. It's like the world's gonna end. <laughs> dig him up. Like it's like, uh, uh, but yeah, you're right. He could have flown in there with like you know, Batman's you know jet. Picked yeah. it up and just got picked out of up. there in five yeah, seconds. Got out of there. They could have had a kryptonite magnet and just like zipped him up, that kind mm. of thing. Like for Pete's sake. Yeah. That's like, a good point. Actually, that's a really good point. Like Batman prepares for everything. Like he didn't prepare for Superman sort of coming out of this, not uh, like fully of his right mind. Like he doesn't have like, he plans for everything. He should have, he should have had a plan. Which that's a big change in this movie from the theatrical version. I'm sorry, Joe, if you have an opinion about digging up Superman's grave, I'm sorry. I don't want to move on from that. Nope. I'm with you guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. But so in this movie, Lois Lane's character is mostly just her moping around and being sad and then being manipulated by Martian Manhunter. And uh, then she shows up. She's like, just it happens to be that she shows up right when Superman is resurrected and at first i was like oh that's kind of cool that they're setting this up from the beginning that she sort of goes around and then she just happens to be there in the in the theatrical version what they make it out to be is that batman makes sure that she's there when he wakes up like that's something that's in the theatrical version that's not in this one because Mm -hmm. he is prepared but this time around it's not to kill clark it's to try to bring someone close to him to snap him into reality mm-hmm. and that's in the theatrical version that's not in this one and i actually prefer that in the theatrical version where batman is prepared but it's it shows some growth from batman versus superman where he's not he doesn't think clark is his enemy he wants to bring him back and to use lois to which again is sort of kind of a continuation to the nightmare sequence in ba- batman versus superman where flash says that lois is the key you know, and mm-hmm. so I thought that the theatrical version paid that off, but this one it's gone, you know, and instead we get Martian Manhunter, which we'll get to, yeah. but you know, like I, I, I like the more that Batman makes sure that she's there out of respect for her and Clark's love rather than her just being coincidentally there, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. So we have Superman uh, back. Well, actually they, he takes Lois and they fly back to, to Smallville. Uh, yeah. And they, they made some changes there in the dialogue, which I think is also better. I think Much like, better. I think she's like, you smell nice. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> did I not before? And yeah. uh, I think they changed it to, uh, uh, you, he spoke to her and she's like, did I, did I not before? So like, that was, that was a little bit better. Um and yeah, they and sort of also do some Man of Steel callbacks in that moment, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have Superman back on the uh, back on the. Well, no, he's not actually with them yet. He's sort of sad and moping in, in Smallville right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Got to keep track of where everybody's sad and moping. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all over the place. So, <laughs> so Joe, we ha- we have we have our sad and moping superheroes in various spots. Uh, Superman is alive. He's he's. He's he's with Lois, um, but I guess sort of the threat is sort of getting larger because at this time, or is it this time that 
Um, no, I, I think I have to backtrack. Steppenwolf is in control of two mother boxes, but um, they don't have the third because it was with um, it was the technology that um, cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. So they use that to revive uh, Superman, but that sort of um, alerted the presence of the third mother box, right? Right. So they kind of said that it's going to, and that's kind of what they said what, what's going to happen when the minute we do this, they're going to be able to find this mother box. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but that, I mean, and I think that was similar to what they did in the, in the, in the, in the 17 version as well, right? With, yeah, that, with the key less stupid thing. That's the big thing right there. Okay. So well, in the in the theatrical cut, they bring Superman back and they fight him. And while they're fighting him, like after they're done, they turn around and they see Steppenwolf running away with the box. That's it. Like it's like it's like, oh crap, I knew we were forgot something. Okay. That kind of thing, like in the theatrical cut. And this one, I like that they build up the relationship between uh, Silas Stone and Victor Stone. And um, like, there's this nice tension between them. It's like sort of a more of a character arc for, mm -hmm. for a cyborg. And you give this, you get this uh, noble sacrifice of Silas Stone overheating the mother box so that they can track it yes. to where Steppenwolf takes it. That was a really cool moment. And I was like, I like that a lot more than just like, whoopsie. We forgot that kind of thing. We forgot the mother box that was really important, you know. Uh, so. Yeah, and, and related to that, they took out the they took out the the Russian family that would have been near the reactor, so they're they're gone. Um, but I would like to point out the the guy that's um, Cyborg's father. Do not let that guy have any alien technology or any yeah. technology from the future in his lab because things will go wrong. <laughs> we we learned that in T two and we learned that in Justice League. Don't, and he's don't. in um he's in Godzilla King of Monsters too. And he's there waking up Mothra. And all I was like, oh whoops, don't this let guy, that guy that, get near Mothra. That, that that guy's resume is like, have you ever been um, let go by a previous employer for like workplace? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going to answer this one. He does get his noble sacrifice in this like he does in T2, though. So maybe that's always going to be his stick is to die nobly yeah. uh, sacrificing himself for the greater good. Um, I guess, like, do you guys want to talk about, like, the fourth world stuff with, like, Darkseid and uh, Steppenwolf and Desaad and stuff like that? Um, what, what did you guys think of all that? Uh, I like that. That was pretty much sort of Wonder Woman coming in and sort of narrating all of that for us, right? Yeah, and that was very similar to how the theatrical cut went too, except a little more R-rated and more dark side this time. Mm -hmm. um, I like the uh, illusion of like Zeus being Superman, um, Artemis being Wonder Woman, and Ares being Batman in that battle. That's a little more clear, and then you get more Green Lantern too. But what did you guys think of that scene? Uh no, I th I think it was good. I think they uh, they gave the Amazons some better better lines. Uh, they were. Yeah. Uh, in this so it was it was handled better uh joe what do you what did you think about this part of the movie it's funny i you know um I, I, even you know i'm gonna be honest with you guys i even i thought 300 was a bit overrated different at the time um, get off get off oh, no, sorry <laughs> but um that scene with the amazons i feel that that the amazons remind me of 300 and yeah. I think like Snyder likes to shoot and shooting the you know the, the swords and the spears and everything else. Like like he likes doing that. That's kind of 
in his wheelhouse, right? Mm -hmm. Um, his best pitch. Um, so, um, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I guess with the green lantern, lantern and everything else, I think you definitely tell that he had some long-term plans for this universe. Right. I think, uh, which I, I would be interesting to see if we ever, ever, ever get that. So, uh, and, 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 you know, a good fight scene overall, you know, listen, you said the slow motion and the gore, you know, Zack Snyder can do, can do a good, good fight scene. He can. I, I liked that 300 sort of callback, I guess, in that scene. And then also in the scene where, um, the Amazons are, are fighting, uh, uh, Steppenwolf on, on Paradise Island and stuff like that. That was, that was cool. Yeah, the scenes are great. Like the fight scenes are pretty good. Like I, I yeah. you have to say that for like if you want to um compartmentalize the movies and they were they weren't that bad. well they weren't that bad in the seventeen version because most of them were, were Zack Snyder's right. Yeah. Um, but I just the stories and the mother box. It's, just, <laughs> it's tough. It's it's a tough go. It's 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 tough. And you also feel as if that organically you compare these movies both of them to the to the avengers right i mean you have to do that right. what are you what are you mm-hmm. doing this is marvel that says that although josh has his hands on both um whatever the the, the alien uh, sort of batman-ish what, what like the the bugs and stuff the, the parademons the parademons like they were so much like the the aliens from from avengers avengers got there first like i feel something you have to do something different right you have to do you have to try you know and look, Avengers doubled down on it with um, Age of Ultron, where there's just a bunch of, you know, a bunch of heroes going to kill a bunch of, like, basically stormtroopers. Like, we're going to kill them yeah. and stuff. And after a while, that gets old. You know, you want to see them fighting super villains and super... Uh, and I just felt like it was just a, more of that. Like, um, that, that whole fight scene. Yeah, that's a good point. It would have been... Yeah, like, it would have been cool to have seen them do, like, Legion of Doom instead of fourth world you know yeah, like you have do, to do something different you have to yeah do do joker and lex luthor and uh you know cheetah and stuff like that and captain boomerang and, um, make your own stamp on on, yeah. on this thing and uh polka dot man and condiment king and stuff like that like solomon crazy. grundy kite solomon man grundy, kite man uh crazy Mr. quills bizarro, Mixtures, bizarro superman Split. Sorrow Superman. Calendar uh, Calendar Man. Calendar Man. Um <laughs> the Wizard. Wait, that's 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 Marvel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> so um crossover wizard event. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the bridge between the two universes is the wizard. <laughs> oh, um, so the uh they're able to locate the the mother box because Bruce has uh six satellites. I think he should have seven, but I think um, Zod and uh, Superman took one down oh, when they were yeah. when they were fighting. Um, but then we uh, cyborg like reassembles the the plane, the bat like carrier plane, and lets them lets them go. Um, and there was a little bit of extra stuff with them sort of getting ready. Um, I think some of the interactions that Alfred has with the team were, were not in the theatrical version, yeah. um, but we're basically on our way after the, the third mother box. Um, and, you know, we, we, we fight again um, and things go wrong. Um, there's supposed to be this sort of timing 
uh, between the Flash and Cyborg to interface with with the Mother Box, but the timing's off. That makes it look like um, we see sort of the world get covered up um, when things go wrong. But the Flash sort of reverses everything by by running back. What did you think about the sort of the switch that we got? And did we have that in 2017? No, there was no Speed Force. Okay. I don't even think there was a Speed Force reference in 2017, I don't think. Um, and uh, I guess we have, well, yeah, uh, I liked that stuff. I liked that. I generally liked all the Flash stuff in this movie and in the last one too. I, I like how they, I like that Ezra Miller made a choice with how he ran as the Flash. <laughs> you know, like you got to admit it was a choice and you will always remember it for that choice. And I uh, think that I like the I like the speed force thing at the end. Yeah, the the wild uh, swinging of the arms. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, uh, I liked I like that. Um, there's a lot of like I think sort of with Snyder's tone of just sort of like I watched this essay about it where um, this essay series where they talked about how everyone in Snyder films are already dead. That kind of thing. So there's always this grim undertone of all his movies where like, and actually like there's a line in a lot of his films where a character turns to another character and says, we're already dead, that kind of thing. And I think in this film, it suits it the best with sort of like this, like rising stakes where Cyborg gets that flash of the future in this cut where it's Mm -hmm. like, he sees like dark side taking over the world. And then at the end when like, Barry watches everyone get like neutralized by the the blast from the mother boxes. Um, there's sort of this like grim, like almost like pessimism to like how everything's going to end badly eventually. And sort of having the flash be able to reverse time and change that outcome is really great. Um, but we'll also then talk about sort of the restore the Snyder verse and what that means and how I don't want it to be restored um after this but like i kind of like that in this where it's like for once it's snyder basically being like yeah they're already dead but at the same time we can change that outcome you know and save Mm -hmm. everyone and barry can do that so i thought that was cool um i like that at the end with with the speed force but uh, what do you think joe um yeah so not too familiar with speed force i I mean i obviously i can understand what it is um, it's a force of speed. Force of speed. Um, I didn't. Again, I di- I didn't mind the uh, those callbacks or the or the possible future. I feel as if he's, you know, he he hit on that and on on Superman v Batman too, right? That 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 vision that they had of um, when the Flash comes and talks to Batman, right, mm-hmm. about what what's yeah. gonna happen. And then at the end of the movie, which I guess we'll get there now too, they talk. I think that 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 dystopia, that 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 the where they're united, the Joker and Batman and stuff, is that a call to that as well? With with yeah. the um, and, and that's when you say you don't like where it's going because that's is that the next storyline that 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 dystopia future? Is that kind of what you're? Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's just this like it's just Snyder being like it's not serious unless everyone is dying that kind mm-hmm. of thing all the time, you know, right. where it's like, it's like, you can be serious without so much death, you know, like you can, 
you can take things seriously without just killing people brutally and having references to people being killed brutally and stuff like that, you know? Especially with characters named Superman and Batman. Well, that's the thing, is that the Justice League really the the, the uh, vessel for that? Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> the thing where it's like, you have a character named Super plus Man, that kind of thing, like... Well, to your point, too, he started off dead, though. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, like, exactly. And you say that, like, he started like, off, he, sta- he, started, he started off dead. Um, that's the thing, like, and this movie, I like that at the end, there's one thing restored and it kind of is like, maybe Snyder would do something fun if he was allowed himself to do it. Cause there's that shot when they're all fighting at the end. And it's like that like freeze frame of like the slow-mo where you have like Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman, Batman. And it's like that cool moment where it's like a, like a double page spread of them, like all battling. And I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. And then there's the part at the end where they're all lined up outside after the battle's done. I'm like, this is fun. And then you bring in Marilyn Manson Joker and you try to make it serious again. And it's like, we don't, I don't want that. Like that kind of thing. It's just, it's too, it's too mean. That's the thing where I'm like, stop being mean to my superheroes. Uh, That's just my opinion though. Um, I mean, of the four hours, I feel as if like, that was a bunch of scenes thrown together. Yeah, the, 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 the epilogue, what everyone called the post, that that really just kind of made no sense. I feel as if he he had he shot a bunch of stuff that he might want to go with, and then for this cut, he kind of just dropped it all on you, and was yeah, like, and he did, you know. And here's this. That was like that's that scene. The epilogue is the one scene that was confirmed to be filmed in the last couple, like in the last year. Okay, um, that was one of the scenes that he reshot, and uh, his reasoning was is that he wanted to see. Uh, Jared Leto's Joker and Ben Affleck's Batman in a same in the same scene together. Okay, at some point, which I get that that's cool. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it also referenced like I think w- which one was uh, that a Joker had killed Robin in this in this version of yeah they do um, death in the family yeah, yeah. so um... and then yeah. they reference okay go ahead Jim go ahead Matt no it's uh, you guys were you, I was just gonna say and I I think that uh, it's it's Grayson that he kills. Supposedly it's Grayson that he kills in this. It's not, oh, it's not, it's not uh, Jason Todd. No. Oh. Um, Snyder's a dick. Like <laughs> he shoots so, Jimmy Olsen in the face at the beginning of Batman versus Superman. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I have a couple, like the epilogue, there's so much to sort of break apart, but first, before I, I go too far, it's Bruce dreaming these things. So are they are they real? Um, yeah. But it's also the nightmare world, right? But it's also it's a lot of things that come to be because of the visions that Cyborg saw when things went wrong. Like Aquaman's not there. Uh, Lois is dead. We have to assume that that's. Superman cradling Lois's dead body in the Batcave, and this is what. Uh, and then Darkseid walks up, touches him, sort of fills him with the, the rage to sort of be his sort of vessel for all of this stuff. Um, do we see the torn Joker card? Um, we see a Green Lantern. We see, yeah, we again. see a dead Green Lantern. Um, so the all of these justice. Yeah. yeah. So all of these things are things that are related to what Cyborg saw when things went wrong, but it's also a dream by Bruce. So like, how real is it? 
Well, I, again, isn't it kind of the callback to when he had that flashback with the Flash? I thought this was all part of that that, that same post apocalyptic. It's a dream. Yeah. It's oh, a but dream it was, in Batman it was, Superman. It was, yeah. It, well, he woke up. He woke up in the Batcave when Flash was saying Lois is the key. Mm-hmm. It was a dream. The Desert Batman versus Superman, um, where he demasks him, and there's parademons there. That was a dream as well. So all of these things are sort of dreams that Bruce has. So yeah. And uh, I think I think so. I watched a video about the like what the future Justice League sequels are going to be. What it was going to be was that like Barry Allen reversing time at the end caused this rift in reality, you know. And um, so eventually, like like in the next movie or something like that, Darkseid comes back, the next Justice League movie, Darkseid comes back, kills Lois Lane, Superman becomes evil. Then in the third film, you see the nightmare, the nightmare world realized where you, you have like all the post-apocalyptic stuff. And then at the end of that one, uh, or like in the middle of that one, sometime the Flash goes back in time and tells Bruce that Lois is the key so that they go back to the first film and then they save Lois and then none of this happens again and Darkseid gets defeated. That's how the films were supposed to go. So I think there's even a reference that the Joker makes about like rea- alternate realities. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like, this is like an alternate reality um, of not what could have happened at the end of this film, but what happens at the end of another film. And uh, so it's basically that's where the whole like restore the Snyder verse comes from because people want to see Lois Lane die, and those people should really rethink their lives. Now, and are they are they going to make them? Or no. well, are you sure? I don't want them to. Well, Maybe that's okay. what it is. <laughs> uh, so Noah, do am I the the one to deliver the bad news that the uh, the New Gods movie has been canceled? No, I found about that today. Okay, Where's so that? the the Tom King Ava DuVernay. T- is canceled and which was not did not bode well for my hopes that the Snyder that the Snyderverse will not be restored. I think so it, that was I like, think it's gonna be. Yeah, I think I think I think I read and I'm gonna I'm gonna really piss in your Cheerios <laughs> because um I I think I read that um he's in negotiations for a, a couple some sort of DC continuing DC universe exclusively for HBO Max. But he hasn't he hasn't made Marvel dark yet. That's the big thing. I'm like, Snyder, you only, you know, you're not that old, obviously, but don't you want to try to make, you know, Spider-Man really dark or something like that? You just, you're missing out, buddy. That's all I have to say. He listens to this podcast, so he's, he's taking notes. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so we, we all sort of have problems with that uh, alternate uh, world sequence. Um yeah, I, I, and, 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 and Deathstroke just being there, just, and, and Bruce just, um, I, for the world's greatest detective, he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring Deathstroke here and the Joker, who I can't trust on this really important mission. Um, I, I, I don't know what's going on there. Yep. And joke and Deathstroke basically just turns his head and is like, hey guys. And then that's all he's in there for. And then Mira's like, I'm here too. And that's it. And it's 
it's, it's like we're the ones that were available for the reshoot yeah <laughs> uh, poor joe manganello he's like can i be in the she's like look i can be serious can i be in the dungeons and dragons movie that's what no yeah. i think it's more like i have a script here of dungeons and dragons yeah like, Okay, so all right, so we we dissected that, but we we get one more sort of post sequence after Bruce wakes up from the the nightmare world sequence. Somebody flies in to deliver a message to him. Noah, who flies in to deliver a message to Bruce in the in the lake house? It's it's Martian Manhunter, but like. If I wish that it, I think I would like him showing up at the end more if it was just at the end and you didn't see him earlier in the film. Like, I hate that he manipulates Lois Lane, that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, great, he lied. That kind of thing. Like, great job, Martian Manhunter. You know, you're a manipulative SOB. And, um, and you're not respecting this woman's time to mourn, you know, like being like hey i think you should get on with it that kind of thing like that's how he uses his powers also where were the signs that that character was martian manhunter because in man of steel all he is is mis- like all he does is just like question superman at every turn and want to kill superman and like not have him around and spy on him and stuff like that so and then in batman versus superman he doesn't do anything different either so how is that guy martian manhunter you know uh, so I wish at the end it maybe had been a little more ambiguous. It would just been his voice. And also like, they call me Martian Manhunter of all the names to give like Batman, like just say it's John Jones. Like that's a cooler name, you know, to be like, they call me John Jones. And then we all know who that is. It's Martian Manhunter. So, yeah. but that's, that's Snyder trying to give the fans something that's total Snyder fan service where he's like, you know you love me more than Joss Whedon because I gave you Martian Manhunter. And uh, then everyone's now jumping on board the Restore the Snyderverse hashtag because of that meaningless hollow gesture towards an, uh, like the overall audience. And it's only towards just the, the fans that made this happen. Which again, that's nice, I guess. But I don't know. I have complicated feelings. Uh, so... Joe, I'm gonna let you go on the uh, the Martian Manhunter reveal before I before I uh, finish it up. Um, I, listen, I don't think I could see anything better than Noah said there. <laughs> I guess the only thing I would add to it is that like with you know Bruce Wayne being like you said um, the greatest detective in the world. Not I was mentioned having a world full of enemies that this guy strolls up and his who he doesn't know while he's sleeping and he doesn't at least whack him with some sort of um, bat device to protect him until he knows what he is. is again, you know, there's some continuity problems there. Um, Hungover Batman just looks fed up with the world in that scene. Like, seriously, like, seriously, like what if <laughs> that was the, pe- like, what if that was the penguin? You know, what if that was, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that been- Batman's just like reserved to die in that moment. He's just like, yeah, what's your deal? Like, <laughs> just get it over with. I don't uh, want to be Batman anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the you know another part of this the uh, uh, look again. Uh, we all know I'm a Marvel guy, and you know everyone has their their biases. Uh, but the, the DC has some awful names for heroes, and like to, to kind of go to piggyback on what Noah said, Martian Manhunter is just horrendous. Um, I mean, I love the name, but again, it's like why is it so serious? 
right? Like, it's like, his name is Martian Manhunter. Have a little more fun with it. That's the thing. It's like, uh, your character is bat plus man. Why is this not fun? You know, it's like, it's just, okay. But yeah, Matt, what do you think about Martian Manhunter? So my, I guess my issue with it is, is Bruce, and it goes along to sort of Bruce being resigned and just sort of like, I'm tired. You know, everybody else is sad and depressed. I'm sad, tired and depressed right now. But he's not (laughs) like, he's not like, hey, bro. We just fought dark side. Where were you this whole time? Like you just show up now and be like, I got your back. He's like, I could have used your back with those silly mother boxes. You know, you were just chilling. Like, where were you during this whole battle? Like, why is he just so low key? Like, okay. We yeah, got Martian next- Mentor. We got him next. Like, yeah. You obviously have a power set. You just flew in here. Like we could have yeah. used you, man. Like, where were you during all of this? Like, that's my biggest thing is like why he's not pissed that like, he didn't help them out like in any of this battle. He just shows up when it's all over. Yeah. Like, and he's like, and Marshmander basically is there. He's like, you know, I could have helped you guys out, <laughs> but I kind of didn't want to until I see how saw how it was resolved. And now I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like, but if it all went if it all went bad and the world was gone, like this is no like, oh man, I should have acted beforehand. Martian like, Manhunter's probably just like peace after that. He's like, I'll go to another planet. That but there's of. a new chair for you in this yeah. brand new hall that I got. <laughs> <laughs> there's room for your chair, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think we've thoroughly uh we've gone through this. Uh I uh we broke it down. Um, I guess the general consensus is that it's better, but it's not so. that it's that it's not that it's great. It's just better yeah. than what it was. Yeah, um, and it's kind of like what we predicted. Like you said, it's gonna be a Zack Snyder film, which means it's not gonna be good. Like you know that kind of thing. Like it's it's gonna be, you know, and that, that's not and again like good in the is a very subjective term you know obviously but it's not going to be like it's not going to be the dark knight it's not going to be black panther you know that kind of thing it's not going to be uh end game but it's going to be nice to look at you know that kind of thing like that's that's what it's going to be in the end and i think that's what you get out of the film is that it is nice to look at for four hours so since you said dark knight that made me think of something did you catch the uh the crawler from dark knight um in the sort of yeah. the nightmare sequence with the punks from dark knight tied up in the back um, i missed that i'll have to rewatch it now yeah Thank you. it's it's the little you know the guys with the red uh visors they're they're like tied up on the back of the crawler or whatever so there's another fan service moment there but uh yeah all right so um i'm gonna open it up to to final final thoughts uh joe final thoughts are you a uh, restore the snyderverse or a non-restore the snyderverse guy um i i guess if uh, you know be one of those you know i abstain from voting um okay. you know as, <laughs> as a <laughs> oh come on joe um, come on look i i, I would I, I would say this um I, i'm a poker player and if nothing else, there's, there's a saying that you have so much you have you have so much money in the, in that pot, you have to you have to play the hand through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've gotten now that we had a four hour Snyder cut plus Man of Steel and uh, BVS. Let's let's see let's see this hand through, right? Yeah. 
So I think we all know. I think we all know Noah's Noah's position, right? I think he's waffling. I, th- I think. I think. I think he's. You know. I, I I will say that I like I don't want the Snyderverse restored, but at the same time, like I. Yeah, I am just so curious as to what it'll be like. But again, I'm just so depressed. That kind of thing. Like I'm just like I don't want to see. I don't want to see Superman be a bad guy. I don't want to see, I don't want to see Jared Leto Joker ever again. And um, I, yeah, I just am, I like where DC was going after Aquaman and Shazam, where they're like, we're just going to do fun standalone movies. And I'm kind of hoping that the Batman snaps people back to reality where they're like, if you're going to do a connected universe, give it to someone who's like, not boring obviously but can do the characters justice on a visual and a story scale you know that's sort of what i'm hoping for so i'm still on the no don't restore the snyderverse but matt what do you think um so i am i don't want it based on what i've learned of like recent developments i don't want it restored if this is going to cost me uh tom king writing and or partially writing a, a new gods movie that's that's what I'm most upset about because I would love to see any of those elements of the Mr. Miracle comic just sort of sneak into a movie. So that that would be why I'm anti Restore the Snyderverse. It's just because of what it's possibly not possibly, but what it is. It looks like it's taking away from me these, these things that I was I was looking forward to getting. Same here, man. So. All right. Well, um, the next time there's a uh, a massive. Uh, Re, uh, re-release of a movie we'll, we'll come back and break that down joe is looking forward to the uh the extended version of the lord of the rings to come out the, the, it's <laughs> it's going to be like eight and a half days of uh viewing to to take it all in alternate endings too alternate <laughs> yes <laughs> there, are, there are a lot we, we can't we can't have people figure out how the movie ends so awesome well uh i'd like to thank everybody for listening if you can um please give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use. We really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter at construct pod. Instagram is constructing comics pod. Facebook is constructing comics. Thank you for listening. Please be nice to each other. Uh, be safe and go out there and make some comics with superheroes. that are not sad and moping around. Thank you. <laughs>